0: Welcome to a Music in Time podcast. My name is Osagi Alungem. On this episode, we're breaking down P Square's Game Over album. I'm joined by Ayomide Tayo, Motolani Alake, and Shegun Akonde. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Hey! Yes, 2007. Peter and Paul Okoye released their third studio album, Game Over. And truly, it was game over <laughs> yeah. from then on.
1: Yeah.
0: What was the soundscape like, the musical soundscape like in 2007?
1: Okay, the musical soundscape at that time was dominated by p Square, the band, and 2VCDB. Those were the top three guys. But 2007, there came a guy who came to disrupt the whole scene and his name was Olu Maintain. Olu Maintain had come from the previous school earlier. He had broken out from the from his duo group Maintain. And he took a wild shot, you know, in the dark, and he scored one of the biggest hits of that decade, and that was the Yawzi, and temporarily opened up like the fourth place in the, in the industry space for a stars. So this period we had two-faced jostling for who is going to be the prime position, and who's going to get the number one spot. We had two-faced, the band, and Peace Square. p Square two years earlier had dropped an album that really, really took them really mainstream into Nigerian music. They got uh, it was called um, Get Squared, and they shut it down. But criticisms follow that album that they were aping Usher, rightly so or unrightly so. And, uh, you know, with the band and uh, Two Face taking a head leap from them, they had to deliver on this third album and show people that look, we're not a fluke, we're not these boys on just who just like to dance. We actually know how to deliver good music. So that was it for them. It was another test again because if you look at it. I think out of everybody who was on top of their game that and for some reason, P Square people just believe that they're flashing the pan. Oh, they're flashing the pan. There was way out. There was some flash. They're flashing the pan. There was some out. But on this started album, bro, two thousand and seven, was truly game over.
0: So the backstory here is P Square, known to dance, known to sing, yeah. but not taken seriously when it comes to crafting songs. Yeah, not taken seriously because you know, on their previous albums, they had records where they had sort of mimicked or copied... Interpolated. Or interpolated, interpolated at some times yeah. you know, some of these records and put on their own records. Yes. And people knew this, right? But on this album, they were... I think, you know, the the, the 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 clear mission was to deliver an album that was musically outstanding. Accomplished. Right? And to also further double down on their um,
2: dance 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 oriented artistry.
1: I think also early Status. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Yes. Definitely early Status.
0: Mm-hmm. So the album dropped in May 2007. Yeah. Um, this is a year after um, The bunch had dropped his um
2: sophomore rundown, project. Rundown for funk up.
0: You know 2face had dropped um, Grass to Grace. Yes. Um mm-hmm. had just dropped the Yahoozy album. Yes. You know and things were bubbling on the But you could tell, and I want to talk about, before we go right into the album, I want to talk about how P-Square actually used to release albums back then. Yeah, the rollout. The rollout was very, it used to be an event, right? What they would do is they would have, um, you know, had the agreement with the Alaba distributor, right? T-Joe, obviously. And they would have shot their videos, right? Yes. They would have shot their videos and they would have everything ready yeah. and on one day they would do the whole rollout. Massive attack. Albums would be in stores, videos would be on TV, music. Launch it at once. Music blasting everywhere. Yes. I also don't think Peace Corps were very big on radio at the time. I remember they were not too, you know, mm. while everybody was trying to get on radio that much, they, did, they, they really didn't care about it. They
3: had a streets approach, approach that, yes. like, yeah. you know,
1: you conquer the streets then we've done it.
2: And then the, after the albums drop, then they would then drop video albums, video projects. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Let's talk about, going into this album, let's talk about the dynamism between Peter and Paul, right? Yeah. One great singer, the yeah. other average great singer, mm-hmm. right? Or the average, yeah, well, and, you know, the other great dancer, and, you know...
1: He's good at the actually. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, he was good at the teen. Kind of, yes, it mm-hmm. was.
0: Actually. And and they, they were able to... To be very honest, until maybe their third or fourth album, people really didn't know who was really better at singing or dancing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: On their first album, they made the mistake of two of them dancing at the same time in the same scenes and singing also, so you could not tell anybody's strength. But by the second album, they started fine tuning that. By the third album, it was like, you handle what you're good at, I handle what I'm good at,
2: and it's a hit. I think it it was kind of from the Busybody video album. That was when the separation kind of came in. That was when we realized that Paul wasn't as much of a good dancer because he didn't dance during that, during mm-hmm. when the, video, the Busy Body Remix video came out. Yeah. He was not dancing at he all. He was singing. That was the first time they realized that, oh, this guy doesn't dance anymore. A lot of people were, there was a rumor that he got injured and other things, but he didn't really get injured.
0: I mean, there were rumors. <laughs> there, there wasn't any. You know, they fought was... over that track. Oh, for
1: real? Yeah, disagreed. It was The mother that now separated. Like, they fought over Busy Body Remix. Yeah, one person didn't want to drop it, one person wanted to drop it, and they were not on talking terms for a while. Then the mom, see, no, oh, Blessed Mo- Blessed Memory, you know, stepped in and said, Are you people mad? Better gonna sing or just to sing?
2: Oh, the, the fought over Busybody remix.
1: No, the original Busybody. Wow.
2: That's interesting. Yeah. So going into this album, the
0: mandate was very simple. Let's make really great music that people are gonna respect us for. Let's also double down on our A-list status and push us up there. We see a lot of people competing with us. We are twins. Um, the di- the dynamics is b- really different. So how do we get to that top spots? Yeah. And I think they actually were able to achieve it. They did, actually. huge, huge. Let's huge. talk about the music, and let's talk about the singles. Mm-hmm. Right. Let's talk about the singles. Do me was the first single. Yes. I remember watching it probably nine o'clock to ten o'clock at night. It debuted on I don't know which station, but I remember just sitting down there and watching it. I'm like. These guys have taken it to another level. First of all, the song was very original. Amazing song. Right? And the song was amazing. The video was amazing. Yes. You you could just tell that these guys were superstars. Yes. Where were you guys when the album drops? And what were you guys doing? I like to know where you were and when you know you heard the album, how you felt about it. I was an Aduikita actually.
2: I grew up in a Korea. Okay. My parents um as my grandparents' house. So the house beside theirs. I had friends there. So as a matter the guy just so I was in the house, I was playing Star Plus. I think Star Plus is second project. Then after the first song drops, bam, 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 it just ran in. He bought Pisquero's albums. Peace album And then it slotted into the CD player.
3: The first thing that came yeah.
2: up. Oh my God.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, uh, 2007, I was Unilag, I think I was running of And you knew it, from Doomy, you already knew something was coming. Even from the pictures they took, like Peace I don't think people give them that, you know, rep. But in terms of visuals and videos, they took it seriously. Yes. They're the first to take it seriously. They made video really a promotional tool. Like seeing a Peace video was a grand event. Like Peace Quest, don't draw video. I have to watch it. So I was in Guinea Lag, and when you just heard the CD, it just lets you know that these guys are very. Prof- they had a very professional way of, you know, putting our music. They didn't form like they were artistic or anything. It, was, it felt more result oriented. Would this make the people dance? Would they move them? If it's not here, let's remove it. And you could see everything was calculated. They were very, very calculated. Even from when they appear, the way they appear in public, is P- Square. Peter and Paul are P- Square in public. It's not what you see then they're still in t shirt and jeans. It was <laughs> them out there. Yes. So it was very monumental with them dropping their third album because they wanted it to be a statement. And they're one of the few acts who have delivered under pressure to drop an album that's okay, yeah, okay, we get These guys are big right now. And when Game Over came out, hmm. it was truly Game Over.
4: Oh my God. Truly Game Over. Jack, yeah, if, if I recall, I think it was last year of secondary school. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And I'd, I'd bought the Get Squared album. So I listened to it. I was like a big P Square fan. But then um, before the project dropped, like you said, the singles, one of the singles came out was um, Do Me. And Do Me was, if you guys recall, Do Me was a massive song. Yeah, it was. Massive. Like, it was if you were going to parties, like this was a secondary school kid, like <laughs> getting ready to the let loose on the world. So I was going to a lot of like high school parties. They were playing do me a lot. And I was like I think the one thing that stood out for me when the project dropped was they were, they were packaged like, they, they were like stars. There was a, even from the album cover, like the branding, everything had an extra layer of finesse.
1: The leather jackets, yes, the look, the
4: sunglasses. That, that album cover still, like I can still recall, like the idea of, Game over, and then then someone throwing dice, that, and the other person yeah. holding cards, and it was just everything came in this complete package. That even before I listened, like I remember coming back from I think school or coaching lessons or something, and I bought the CD, and I was just looking at the cover, like what, like how did in Nigerian very glossy, yes, very glossy, looking so good, and then I slid the record in, and I remember that night. I listened to that until I slept. Like I kept playing it over and over again. My parents were like, "Guy, closing oh, the app. Like, there's new music. i just leave me alone." Was, let's let's crazy. listen to Do
0: To be squarely the album with the lead single, Jumi, mm. which, you know, um, um, we should rightfully so give a very big shout out to Waje, who has uncredited um, vocals on yes. the song. Mm-hmm. Um, and people get to know that years later. Some people don't even know.
2: That she's, she's the that yeah. she's the same Waje. No, that so is the same YG, is, It's, the same it's one. like right round and Kesha.
0: Mm, so shout out to um, to Waji for you know giving us such amazing vocals anytime. So again, I think for this album, Peace Queen knew that okay for us to deliver something really good for people to respect, it means we also need to get the production right. Yes, because if we don't get the production right, then we don't make the music right. True, and I think a, a large part of why they kind of interpolated people's music, or so to say, jacked some styles, was because. It started from the production. Yes. All right. Yeah. So if you looked at um the the second album and you look at the record like um to the left, to the right, wasn't it? Right? Squared. Squared, right? It started from the production. Yes. It sounded very much like Usher's. Oh, yeah. 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 Right? And so for this album it was a bit different. It was if we get the production right, the music will be right. And so they had to meet one person to actually get this done for them.
2: J. Martins. J.
0: Martins is you know, um, I don't think he's celebrated enough. Yeah. Definitely not. It, well, I mean, even especially for this album, he's not even celebrated at all because people don't know he produced this album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I, I cannot confirm if he produced all the songs, but I can say he produced about eighty percent of the songs. Yes, he did. Right. And you could just you know, you could just tell that this guy, fresh out of coming from the east. Yes. I think he was in Enugu. Yes. For a minute, you know, flew from Enugu. He had worked with Desperate Chicks, that's um um Storm Rex yeah, and the other girl, Dash Pretty Chicks. He had worked with a couple of people in the East, and he came to Lagos. Worked with P Square at the time. I heard he was even staying in the house. In he P-Square.
1: was, he was like the third guy in, P- okay, the fourth guy in P Square. He
0: was, he was literally, he was literally, <laughs> he, was, he was literally the resident producer, <laughs> yes. right? And you could tell by listening to all the songs on this album that this guy is amazing. And what is quite interesting is. You know when people you know, put sonically put out something and people kind of build from it? Um, A clear example of that is Sasha's first album yes, and see building from that. Mm-hmm. Yes. It was the same thing here as well. With Jay Martins. After Game Over, Jay Martins dropped his own album. Mm-hmm. And
1: blew the... F- and, and it was an extension
0: of this World. It was an extension. It was, it was the same sound, basically. Get money, right? Yes. yes. Uh, no,
2: no. Was it Get Money? I remember what the title was. I
0: mean, you know, and it kind of just took off from, from this yes. sound. So I think a lot of credit has to go to the producer, Jay yes. Martins, for doing an amazing work. You know, records like No One Like You or Miss You Die or More Than Your Friend. These were records that really resounded.
2: The records that defined him, though, were records like Do Me or mm-hmm. No One Like You because yeah. they were the they were if records that were built on Igbo High Life music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he cut them out with folk percussions and then he added pop to them. Mm-hmm. That was how the songs blew up. Outside Let's look people, at the singles. Do
0: me, If Unaya, No One Like You, More Than A Friend, Roll It. Mm. Ah,
2: roll It. Oh my God. So you
0: have five heavy singles back to back, and all these singles come with videos. Let's even focus on how P Square revolutionized the
1: game. The music video industry. I, I, they,
0: they did it for literally every album, but yes. for, for game over, I think they'd even, they even they like they pushed. They buy a little further. This was the first time they left the country. Yes, and going to shoot their videos outside Nigeria. Yeah, I mean it was in South Africa. I mean when we were watching it back then, we all thought they were shooting it in the UK or yes. the US. Yes, yes, we thought so. And you, you who, who can remember the Do Me video? I remember
1: well.
2: Hi, sir. What
1: well, the Do Me video? Oh yeah, Do Me video. Sorry, I thought it was someone else. I remember the video very well. This one now, it's still fresh. It's still one of the best music videos out of yes. Nigeria. And you know, this so, was the period when the biggest the biggest act in Nigeria, Two-Face, didn't care about videos. Or his label didn't care about videos.
0: More like his label. Yeah. You
1: could sell a song without a video. Yes. And Peace guys said, no, this is not the way it should be. And they started making videos that are larger than life. Yes. And very, very glamorous. Remember the video they had on their previous album with Aliye, um
2: Temptation.
1: This not time, it was like, bro, so people can take videos this seriously. Seriously, right? And they made it an art form. And from then, every artist look, guy, by dropping a song. The video has to be up to Peace Quest. Time. Yes, I mean
0: oh. to, to Peace Quest credit, right? They had always done this, even from their first single. Yes, yeah, guitar, absolutely. Right? You know, yes, sure
2: it was album. it was a
1: it was a cheap video, but
2: but the quality was there. The branding, it was a 360 package. Yeah, you got the, artist, the you got the artistry part of it. You got the branding part of it. Got you the got the fashion part of it. The choreographic part of was, it. Was the and part. then the casting of the people that they put in the video, not just beautiful girls, beautiful girls that had the purpose. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
4: I think yeah. even, like, it's it would be interesting to sit, like, I don't know what the chances of that happening are, but to just sit them down and ask who they were listening to or who they were trying to, like, be like. Because even, like Osage said, going back to songs like Last Night and Senior With right, there was this effort to, like, capture the brand that they were trying to sell in the music through the videos. And it, this is a time when, which was a time when you could not monetize music videos. Yeah. Yes. So there was no incentive to create them. Yeah. But well, even with limited resources, this guy was still this guy was still going overboard too. Very overboard, yes. To create these like beautiful videos. And it's just crazy because for, for someone in that in that time, in that era, to I mean, like I said about the artwork, the game over elements. And if you look at that's another thing that I would <laughs> like to speak on later. The fashion, like the style, yes. in those music videos was consistent. Very very consistent. It. it was very intentional. It was very, it was gradual. songs they were classy men dressed in jackets. I remember the video for was it still a special man or more than a friend when um, rude boy came out of the vehicle and he had this yeah nice BMW yes, and even when they were dancing they still yes. had the blazers on. Yes. Even when they were singing RB and songs, yeah. they had those blazers on. It was this kind of. There was they a were look, cut off.
2: There there
1: was a look for each album?
2: Yes, actually, that's never been the they always give credit they always give credit to like uh, michael jackson Obviously. and usher from the american yes, side of, exactly. of things. Yes. And
0: from the visuals you could always tell how they had like different characters yes. so if they were in their hip-hop bag they had the, they had the, the big tea, yes the you know the bag durags bag, and all that and the face caps yeah. and if they were in their gentleman's bag they had the jackets and all yes. and you know very 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 intentional there was a purpose behind it but let's talk about the theme of the album when you listen to this album what do you think about
2: it was more a situation of they were not just talking about. I think the, the, the tenet of the album was based and, on and the female gender. Yes.
0: I, I, I always want to believe that if anybody's putting an album together, yes. even though this doesn't happen most of the time, it right? doesn't happen actually. But I always that. want to believe that if someone is putting an album together, there's like a direction and a theme behind it. There has to be something that is going through these artists for them to be able to put out this body of work. Yes. So what do you think, by you listening, or you know, how do you interpret this album?
2: Piscuit has always made m- music about and for, maybe predominantly the female gender. A lot of their music comes from that. So mm-hmm. a lot of the topics from Game Over, like Get Squared and the first album last night, were cut off interests that of cut of topics that interest the female gender. And it wasn't ju- but this time it wasn't just about the female gender either. They were talking about they went more into sex. It transcended love. The a song like If and I was more about love and, and adulation of the female gender.
0: But like do me.
2: Do me was about sex.
0: I also roll of, it was I, about vanity. I also think about it like that. I see three words right I see yes. it as love, sex and friendship. Yes. That's mm. what this album is yes. about you know love, sex and friendship. Every song you look at, No One Like You, Friendship, yes. or Love, L- yes. Game Over. I guess. That deep, was a breakup. Yeah, 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 that was that was, that was a breakup phase. So, yeah, you know, um, Do Me, Miss You Die, YBC. It's basically a love album, but I remember back but YBC then. YBC was yeah, political. Yeah, YBC was political. So, so I, I remember back then listening to it, I never thought of it like that. No, we did. I was just listening to.
4: Bob songs and, and enjoying music. Enjoy music. I was just listening to like bops, mad bops. What do you think about the album? Um, the one thing that I see running through it is there's a sense of intimacy about it. From like the, even the dance records, it's so there's this thing artists do where you can talk to a fan base as a group, you can talk to a fan base as individuals. And P Square kind of on this project, um, mostly they they a the way to talk to their fans. No one be like you feels, feels like. It's a very personal song. It's a very, very... And even down to the video, Ifunaya, for instance, down to the socially conscious songs like YBC, there's a sense of, like, you're speaking to a particular person. On the flip side, I also feel like this project, for them, I could be wrong here, yeah, but I, I feel like around this area, there was only one person that was, in the true sense, like a major African pop star from Nigeria. yeah, And P-Squared built a level of work where they were known, but they weren't pop stars. They weren't pop stars in the sense of, like, somebody does something and it makes, like, the front page news or some blogs. And this project kind of just captured them and created, like, this larger-than-life persona. So on, while on one side they were creating, like, very intimate songs, like, Am I Still That Special, Man, or More Than a Friend, everything was passed through this filter of, they're intimate songs But they intimate songs by Potentially the biggest Pops that you've seen yet Yeah And it's it's that balance Of intimacy Hey girl Hey girl right. oh.
0: Let's listen to More Than a Friend
3: girl, I just don't wonder I just do wonder I still don't wonder you take me Yes I yeah no, I just don't wonder See it get girl From a hood Understanding I wish I could Getting me this way What did I do I just wonder, I just wonder, she's my girlfriend, I'm a boo, no temptation,
0: no taboo. looking so sweet and beautiful. Shekin said something now while we were listening to the music and um, you were comparing it to some of the US R&B artists.
4: Yeah. I think um, even though they had faced a lot of backlash for APN, um, um, Usher like AOT, you rightly mentioned earlier. I think um, even with Game Over, they still drew a lot of inspiration from Usher and that era of like R&B acts, because looking at now where the R&B music is a lot more hedonistic, people are talking about like... I'm dark. Yeah, it's a lot darker, it's a lot more sexual. Shout out to Chris (laughs) Brown. This this guy is borrowed from an era of, specifically Usher, an artist whose form of like R&B music is is more of a... Let me save your life. Let me give you the right kind of loving more than let me take you home and have sex with you. And if you listen to these songs, I mean no one, I think it was no one like you where the the, the video was wedding themed. Right? Yeah. A lot of the songs were not, they weren't promising, which is crazy for me because, like I said, the, this, this record competed against, or it was it existed in the same time frame as Mohit's CV. Yeah. And Mohits were like, we're going to take all your girls destroy everything, like, what well, the baddest guys in the building. Yeah. But these guys came on some very chill tempo. It was like, find love. This was music that boys were translating into text messages and sending to their girlfriends. And yeah. I remember it was also yeah. On the Nokia phones. So boys were doing that shit. Yeah. And they, they found a way to make it work, which is crazy because it, it worked. And it, it, these songs are songs that, like you said, when you were playing, they're not dated. The production is not dated. The subject matter is not dated. It's actually very, it's very crazy. If this
0: album dropped last year, it wouldn't sound dated.
1: It, it doesn't no. sound dated now. It's Very fresh.
0: Why, why? Why do you think so? Is it the production or the, the message?
3: The I think, production,
2: I think,
1: I think it's the production. Then also, this this was their third, you know, attempt, and they already mastered themselves. They already knew. Okay, this is what we. This is what we are good at. This is not what we are good at. Poor, you really doubled down the music while. Peter would double down the visuals and the dancing and when everything comes right, it just it's just A1, perfect. And, you know, they are Jim Martins who had the fresh twist to the sound they were trying to develop. And everything came right. Classics are made from, you know, you being there at the right time and you just putting out the right product. And it was just it was just them being at that moment right there. It's a factor of everything that they have been working on from production to visuals to the branding, even the lyrics where they re- they're writing records. Peaceful don't write records that Appeal only to a certain type of people. They go for the largest denominator available. It must be pop. It must be consumed by a popular um, fan base, and that is what they always wanted to go. And people think it's very easy to write this kind of record. It's very, very hard to appeal to, a, to like over 100 million Nigerians. But Piscoya found a way to do it and to make the song very, very good and timeless.
4: And I, sorry, perfection doesn't get old. It's just a thing like classical albums don't get dated. Yeah, the music some of the things you're talking about might be old, but there's a point where everything comes together, and it's just like, this is the best version of this thing we will ever hear. Yeah. And up until that point, I don't know if anybody has surpassed it, this is the best version of Nigerian R&B that existed. To to me, it's the best version the of the best Nigerian version of R&B.
2: commercial Nigerian r Like,
1: the pop That's R&B, best. yeah. Yes. They got yeah. it. They got it, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. I think so. And I think, you know, comparing... I think this is Peace best, best album. Do you guys agree?
2: Absolutely.
1: So, yeah. But Some will say the previous album too. Late. I
0: mean, I, I like the previous album, but it was very raw energy. It, that... ve- it was very raw. This is very polished, yeah.
1: And yeah. the production wasn't as high scale as this, yeah.
2: And the, the, the moment that they find the previous album was a video album that had the Busybody remix, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it wasn't exactly the original album. The original yeah. album had a lot of good songs Get Squared, um, yeah. Busybody, the original version, Temptation. Yeah. Temptation. Temptation, and then the one, um, the one that they shot in South in say London. Love. What was that song? See your uh, love No they love Yeah that was tough A monster
1: record, record. Tough record okay, okay
0: okay okay So I mean Get Squared is Big contender For best album
2: But yeah. it shows but The vision On this album
1: And it, mm-hmm. it shows you How good they are If they have two albums Two great albums Two classic albums Contending to be their best hmm, Like true. it shows How good I think
0: this is Their like Most polished dates Yeah Um I also like the danger album. A lot of people didn't like it when it dropped there because was, of the first single. I, it was yeah. a very, it was a very big shift from what they have here. And today. also the
1: rollout was sketchy. They claimed they're going to have Buster Rhymes on it. They're going to bring Buster Rhymes mm-hmm. to Nigeria, perform yeah. in the East. Yeah. And then the release was too sudden. And re- it wasn't their best rollout.
3: Yeah.
0: And, and, and to be very honest, it was also the point where internet penetration had gotten to a point. And I think they didn't, they but hadn't I mean, caught I mean, up that's with
1: it. It's a whole
2: really different, no, no, no. It's it's it... literally just focused, on they, had didn't, they hadn't caught up with it at the time. It was yeah. just
0: yeah. so. Let's talk about the impact of this album. This is P Square, already very popular across Africa. We're watching video CDs of them performing in parts of you know Africa, East Africa, yeah. And people are literally fainting. Women are fainting. It was
2: actually this album that took them there.
0: This album was the album that broke yeah. them out, and people are literally fainting. You yeah. know, that's how big of an impact this album was. But I want to also look at it through the lens of, you know, regions, right? I remember when this album dropped and um, the Hip Hop Old Awards, now known as the Headies, you know, took place and, you know, someone else picked up all the awards. Who was that? Who
1: was okay, so they dropped the album in 2007, right? Yeah. So it was the following year yeah. and that was when seven was a very great year. Asha already dropped her debut album. Willow I dropped his debut album. More mm-hmm. hits had dropped their series album. Timaya. Timaya had dropped it and. Nice. Nice. MI dropped his debut single in 2007. Yes. We shocked everybody when he won his head in 2008. Yes. So it was very, very packed. Unfortunately, PSQ could not do what they did in 2006 where they took home like seven awards. I think they went home with nothing.
0: None. None. And who swept it that year?
1: Yeah. Asha did. I think it was Asha who I think swept it. was
0: Nice that swept No,
1: Nice one was, album of the year. Nice was 2009. The one so, in Abuja.
0: So someone swept it that year. Nice yeah. one,
2: album of the year, two thousand
1: Nice. you hadn't dropped that. You dropped the album two thousand eight.
0: I want us to look at it through the lens of you know regions, right? Yeah. At the two thousand and eight Hip Hop World Awards, now known as the Headies, yeah, P Square lost out five different times at the awards. <laughs>
1: they did the Craig David, All right? So they, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <wow. Jay-Z. laughs>
0: album of the year, they lost out to Asha.
1: Absolutely. Oh,
0: so. Artist Fair. of the year, they lost out to the band Fair. So. Song of the year, they lost out to Olumintin.
2: Absolutely. Know.
0: Yeah. Best music video of the year, they lost out to DJT. <coughs> right. So that's what about four or five? I mean, you know, they they re, it was it was their year. They dropped a really big album. But they didn't get any.
1: That's the funny thing about music. You can bring out your best effort and somebody like Ulu maintain will be bad on and just drop a Yahoozy and it will clear the whole country. Yes. And that's you, all done. The and then as again.
0: much as we try to say artists don't really care about words, they, they do. really do because they see it as a sense of validation. They did a small protest And it was like, <laughs> a, I, won't, I wouldn't call it a protest, Protests, but well, they, you know, they reacted harshly to and, it. And they caused, you know the hip hop world awards, the Yoruba awards. Yeah. Right. Do you think that has always played a role? Why do you think the piggyback of that? Do you think that has always played, played a role in the music industry? Yes, awards. Not awards. The but, tribalism. But tribalism. Yes. saying a certain people support a certain people. Are
1: I, uh, I think one of the um, oldest people I've ever heard say that was um that. How come it's only the King Sonia days, the fellas and the of base, The that the music industry always uh, you know celebrates. What happens to her, the likes of Chief Oliver, the Coke and the others and People tend to forget that Lagos is like, what, 20 Thank million you very people? Much. Awesome. Lagos owns like 80% of the market, whether we like it or not. So, if you want to be relevant in Nigeria, you have to go where the market is. Mm-hmm. It's like you being a footballer. You can't win the Ballon d'Or if you are playing in Asia. You have to go to Europe to win the Ballon d'Or. Yes. And not just anywhere in Europe, the top five leagues or mm-hmm. four leagues. Top or three defensive. leagues. If you want national dominance, bro, the media is here. The industry that we claim that is an industry is right here. And it's unfair to Pisco to say that, that they said that because on the, the first he, um, Hedis, they took him like six, seven or what? Yes. And it took like four years for when they go to break that record. So yes. So, I just think they're, they're so losers that day. I don't really... Uh,
2: and also, it's uh, also about the timing of the release of a project. That's something people don't understand. Yeah, This but, project hadn't sunk in by the time the Hedis came around.
1: Yeah, but the thing is that, even you are sunk in, you, do you want to take away Asha's debut album, which is one of the... I think... Let's
0: let's critically yeah. look at, you know, the the, the um, categories they were nominated in and let's look at everybody that was nominated Fine. in that yeah. category. Album of the Year, Game Over P-Square, Grass to Grace, Two-Face, Idibia, Uplorobos, Unum, Mode 9, Asha, Asha, Independent, Phase.
1: Don't forget that in depe- Phase, Independent. That was a hero. This this.
4: About
1: five hits. People are not talking about Phase.
4: Phase yes. was crossed. This This awards window probably has, like, the most important records. That switched Afro pop ever. Yeah. yeah. That window. Yeah. And yeah. Com- like looking at the whole tribalism thing and like regions and underrepresentation, it's it's unavoidable. Like there's an entire industry in the north that nobody knows about. Yes. It's not about Afro because Lagos is the center of the movement. Yes. Yeah. artists in North Africa are flowing our artists with YouTube numbers. Yep. Yeah. So it's, it's inevitable that there will be like the locus where a lot of the attention focuses on. But then it's up to you to like determine how to use that. It's, which is funny to me because. Up until that whole thing started, a lot of people never saw P Square as Eastern artists. artist. Yeah, because we didn't we didn't hear of oh, there's some guys in Owerri or Portacot that, yeah. that will up that now yeah. come to Lagos. They blew up in Lagos, so that we even angle, knew them come from coming from Joss J-
1: and Nigerians already used to and artists come to Lagos and everybody.
4: Yeah, so so that angle that angle would have been like very surprising and it still is now. It's just. I don't know, I don't know. They, they, it's just, it's, it was a matter of timing. They just dropped it. I, I won't say it's the wrong time, but a lot of people were creatively inspired. It's like
2: Thierry real, right? I don't,
4: I, don't, I don't want to discuss it. No, 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 no,
2: no, wait, no, wait, no. Wait, wait. It's like an analogy. Yeah. Thierry Henry always shone at the time that other people shone at one in, more important trophies. Yeah, yeah. Or look at...
1: Let me best example. When, when Common drops his best albums, Kanye West also, Kanye West also, his, also best dropped his, album his best albums, and Kanye
2: West Or when Drake dropped his best album, and then... um. Mark had two number one hits. And Kendrick Lamar didn't even win. And Mark ended up winning.
0: Yeah. That's the problem. So, who who would you give album of the year
2: to... Grass him? to Grace, actually. Not Asha's album. You, you would give it to Grass?
1: Yes, no, I would give it to Asha because before... Absolutely. Two-Face already was coming off a classic debut already. And the pressure was in on him to deliver, deliver a second album. And he did. And he did. But look at Asha. There was no precedent for a for soul album to do that well in Nigeria. True. And this lady came with her guitar and shot, not only shot Alaba down. They still yeah. sell Asha's album with The she in traffic. I agree with her. And she came with that with virtual zero presence in Nigerian media. She didn't do any press run. She just dropped the album and he flew word of mouth. That's, that. That, that's an album. Yes, that. that was an album. I agree that. was... I agree It can it. never be... I don't think that can be repeated in the generation. That. So non-contested.
0: Okay, yeah. so Artist of the Year, the band, Two-Face,
1: P Square, Olu Maintain. I think it's always unfair to put the band as Artist of the Year because the band is going, going to win to, it, it anyway. It's like saying you want to be the Artist of the Year now. It's going to be life-life. That Artists who are just bigger than life. Like said you have a
2: 2017, David sh- do
1: So I think the band was such a force back then. He was such a force that I don't think anybody could hold him back. Two Face didn't have the same charisma with him. Charisma with him, Pisco were everywhere, but they allowed their music to do the talking for them. Yeah. The band was the band, and Don Jazzy had a viral interview where Don Jazzy was whispering, "It is Yes, This was more this yes. was, was more hitter. Even though you were saying just the band,
4: it was never just. Was like, the, was the, it was never just the band. It was a crew. Other, it was always filtering. The other so The band was, was
1: the bad boy of the industry, and it just had to be him yeah. to win that award. I mean, at, at so, the first days, so, the
2: band performed with the tour.
1: Yeah. I Second, mean, he hosted. <laughs> so, he had to go.
0: Song of the Year. You had Do Me, P-Square, See Me So, Two-Face, Dibia, mm-hmm. Kolomental Phase. Mm. Yahuze, Olomenten.
2: Fair. Nobody's styling. competing against Yahuze. There's, no change, There's, There's,
1: nothing
4: results, see, eh?
3: There's nothing you can do. you see. There's nothing you can do.
1: Let's say, Yahu- we already know about internet fraud and everything and lifestyle and everything. Olumetin came out and made a dance out of it. Man. Yes. Bro. At the end of the day, Colin Powell, former Secretary of State in America, was, was dancing that that Was hmm? Bro, it doesn't get higher than that. He almost That is the White House. That is just a step away from the White House. Can we say Yahooze
2: was the first moment that a Nigerian phenomena, a Nigerian pop culture phenomena, pierced the West with something? Because that dance was so huge in the UK. My f- cousins that came home that year were yeah, dancing yeah, It
1: was, was big. I think for a dance, yes, It was. It was. And that was why he now does a small rivalry between Olo Maintain and Mohit.
2: Yeah, it is. little. Yeah,
1: which led to him creating his own control.
2: Yes, control, control movement.
1: And we all know how that ended. Well, Anyways, shout out to Bundo okay. Crazy. Um,
0: best music video. You had stylish, mm-hmm. short, stylish shot, uh, Styli, Dimi, Styli, shot yeah. by DJT. You had Do Me. Shot by, I mean, Judokoye was always... winning. Uh, shout out to NG's. He was always uh, attributed with shooting the videos, <laughs> and direct, or directing the videos, rather. Shout out to him. You me. had Greenland, T.Y. Bello, and Abe. You had Fire on the Mountain, um, which was shot by a guy called Kosa. Yeah. Uh, that's Fire on the Mountain by Asha. You had um, um Sasha's Adara.
2: Nah, that was a good video. Shot by a really That was, that was, that was a really mm. good
0: video. No, the song was really great. I don't yeah. think it was I a really good video. I think the good video, video was good. No, no, no. It wasn't. She, was, it, was, she a, it was a regular, okay video. Clarence, still, a language. I don't think it was bad. You know, bro. so you bro, had, you had that. He's, he's, he's
1: doing. I think Dumi was one of the points of he. controversy for them. Like yo, and I know what they were pointing at. There was some, some kind of Ojolo. Yes. If you know the head is well, yeah. Let's just move on. But I think Dumi just. Deserve to win is um, one of the best Nigerian videos ever. Well maybe they maybe they were straight because Style was such a street record, street record anthem. Yes.
0: But I think what you should do now is if you play both videos now, which bro, bro yeah, Style has aged
2: terribly. I'm sorry. Yes, the video. Yes.
0: Um I think you have one more. Do you have one more? I think that's about it. You know,
1: so best A Rambi Pop.
2: Best Ramb Pop that I lost.
0: Oh, oh yeah, so you album. had Best R&B Pop Album, you had Grass to Grace, yeah. you had Independent Phase, you had Call My Name, Niola, you had Press On Part 2, um, Indispensables, and you had Game Over at P-Square.
1: And
4: Two-Face ended up winning. Obviously. This. obviously. First, you think, obviously. A with this, this particular category is the lumping of two categories. R&B and Pop is just, it's unfair.
1: But you,
3: could you blame you, them at the time? They're in
4: an industry where every album that drops is technically a pop, a pop album. album. Yeah, I think so that's that category is... is literally a replication of the Best Album category. Hmm. There's no point because if you're going to create a best album category, you create another category that is R and B pop. But you don't use that category to appreciate R and B albums, then it's DOA like.
2: But Shago you are looking at an era where we didn't have Afro pop as a as a as a genre. Yeah. People, a lot of people with any song where you were singing about love, a lot of Nigerians would call it R and B. Even if it like, was a wrong rock, a rock song, they would call it R and B.
1: I think Two Face, Two Face, obviously, man. Like, obviously, yeah, album was, also. I also was think
0: it was a fact that you know people were also using um, 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 these guys were delivering R and B and pop songs
1: in an album. Yes, yes. Yeah,
0: like so, a Face, right? Face right? yes. was the master of it. Face was, <laughs> a, <laughs> very <Fizz> was <laughs> a very Fizz good Face and Two yes. Face were masters. Yes. Yes. Even Pisco's album, yeah, right? It's R and B pop. Yes. You know, and all that. So, hey man, peace square. Hope you guys don't feel bad. We're no, celebrating man. the album now, so it means the album is really great.
1: They want Mamas after this. Like, this is, oh, they...
2: they actually got cheated. They felt they got cheated at the Mamas in a way. They felt, look, because <laughs> they, lost, they lost a lot of awards to Josie. Oh really? Yeah, and they lost that, and uh, yeah, Josie. Yeah. yeah, they lost a love. I was. They won best group at the end of the day, but they lost. I think they lost best group performance to Josie's. Oh my baby, crossing. Air. They lost that. I, I think they lost yeah, best yeah. song of the year. I too, think after this period, Pisco video.
1: really took a break with awards.
2: awards. they didn't yes, care. even when they were coming out for the mamas. You know it. They, they were just very rejected. I think Paul didn't even want to come out, if I remember correctly.
0: Well let's let's hear piece at the angriest moment ever <laughs> on the on the record called give me i don't want
3: to make you to come in your baby because last night I saw you Thank
0: So, let's round it off with the impact of P-Square with this album. And I want to start off with, did this album inspire the next generation of artists to, you know, have a new approach in creating R&B pop records? In a way, yeah. And who were these artists that it inspired?
2: Say, like, Mehdi, um, the guy that sang um, Raise. There was Raze. Yes, yeah. yeah, there was Raze. There was Inyanya, in a way. when he's not doing the Lamba songs. And then there was Shantizu that was singing um, Perfect Gentleman and this is like a Fireboy or a Joe boy, But at the same time, there was a in time where afro b had no place. People were just making Lamba music full on. Yeah. And then there was a Kizanenglera where he was making a little bit of afro b songs. So that's afro- what I think.
4: I, I think in a sense, if you look at the period before this, people talk about like Tungba and Jim, Jim music. Mm. But you realize that like before this project, it was actually Tungba music. The Shout out to Don Jazzy. What Don Jazzy brought to um, Nigeria Music at the point was big production, fast-paced production, yeah. stuff that you could literally, you couldn't sit still when you heard it. Don 106 ppm, yes. yeah. 120 yes. PM. And these guys kind of slowed it down. And after them, I, I agree with what you said about the because it takes a certain level of consistency and like a return. I don't think anybody achieved the same level of success that p Square did with this project. but it inspired a lot of people too. Kind of find a place where, especially on bodies of work, drop a few like typically R&B songs or Afro R&B songs, like you said, and mix them with the pop songs. So there wasn't you reduced the pressure on them to create bigger tracks. It inspired a lot more like emotional, sensual guys to come out and do cooler music. And you can trace a line between guys like Fireboy, for instance, and Joe like Joe a, boy please and please. This there's a, there's a disconnect at a certain point, yes. There was, but those guys were inspired by this
2: project, yes, definitely. And then I'm going to buttress your points with the points that Don Jazz made on Loose Talk, right? When I just came on Loose Talk, he said, When Pisco were making love records and they were touring Africa, they went to and Pisco will come back to, to Mohit and they'll be like, Ah, we don't go there now, we don't go make money, oh. we're not gonna we go make now money now, not <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're not see there, yeah, exactly. That was what, exactly what he said. He said, the entire reason why they made fall in love, love. was because of Pisco. Yeah, mm. he said that on the show. so, yeah, so all
1: these big love records that you hear is 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 Pisco. Yes, you know, like they they made it look like they are the love anthems. They created that, and you now see someone like Joe Boy who has perfected not only that approach but their style of writing. Yes, Pisco a no nonsense approach to writing. Yes, bang 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 bang. And I think Joe Boy is the custodian of that right. Absolutely, that's
2: a fantastic. Joe point. Boy
1: goes straight to the matter and drops it. He has catchy hooks. He has catchy choruses, he has he has nice lines and it makes it sharp as possible. Yes. So, like you said, there's a disconnect because the Tumba era came where the fast break music had to just come in yes. to sell Afrobeats to the world. But now it's, it's, it has slowed down and these new kids on the block, you see that element of, oh, the Pisco approach in them. Them making records that are as popular as anything, but start, without losing their soul. The substance. The substance of it. And the R&B style, is influence is still there.
4: And another thing is, I, I think you give... They, they kind of inspired the idea of like the vulnerable pop star. I think I think, you know, with this
0: I I kinda see Banky's second album being like this. I think
1: yeah. Banky was already this before this album. Yeah, you know, but, but the, the obviously obviously Banky's choreography first of all was inspired yes. by P-Square. definitely. In and a way, you way, yes, you exactly. get a strong thing and you're like this could be P Square record. Yeah. But P Square will never jump on a beat like that. They'll they'll flip it that way, but hmm, true, yeah.
0: Okay, and I wanna finish up with, you know, groups or those as pop stars or pop artists or whatever. Mm-hmm. We don't see that anymore. We don't see that as much as we saw it back then. Everybody wants the bag now. <laughs> <laughs> and do you guys don't don't you guys think or why don't you guys see why don't we all see you know people being inspired by you know I have a partner he's strong on one end I'm strong on the other end let's make a, a duo you know a group and release music together. Why haven't we seen stuff like that?
2: First things first, I think it's more a situation of people being pessimistic towards the concept of groups now. People kind of feel like groups never work in the end. So why yeah. are we forming a group now? They're about to, really split, make said, to oh, split at the end. make you you So much. what's the point? Exactly. Just go ahead. But they never think about the benefits of creating a group. For example, the entire point of, say, a DD creating a group of making the band. Or a who was there that created another or Simon Coe creating one direction or the female group, Fifth Harmony, was because he wanted to create a group where these people looked good together. They could actually make music that complement each, each other, other. Mm-hmm. and they could actually make things that could that could stand out in the public and sell as part of one act.
1: And and it makes you it makes your music stronger anyway. Look at Spice Girls Spice Girls. Yes. Together, made some of the greatest British pop music ever. Absolutely, had. a solo artist, all of them are crap. Yes,
2: yeah.
4: yeah. I, I think um, maybe
2: not. Maybe not Mel B. Yeah,
4: it
1: so a um, maybe I
2: not
4: Mel lot. Part of this comes from the fact that, like, the idea of celebrity and like what it takes to blow up as artists has changed a lot. Yeah. Yes, You're coming from an era where you need you need to plan these things. Like nowadays, there's we're so used to the idea of like some guy talking about this story where. He was with his friend one day, and they recorded a song, and they were like, "Let me just put it on SoundCloud." And <laughs> it blew up. That that wasn't happening 10, 20 years ago. Yeah, like you had to sit down and cook, like St- plan. You would look strangers
1: were literally brought together to come to create groups. music. Yes, yes. that was one. Access. That's um, West, One
4: Direction or Kane. Yeah, where they didn't they didn't even know each other before they joined the label, yes. and now we're in an era where it takes maybe a viral video to blow up. Yes. And a lot of these from from labels down to the talent it's a thing of why do I need to tie myself to this other person yeah. when I just need a moment, yes and I can have all of it for myself and uh, yeah it's you that's why you find so many groups that were existing before this point and there's a disadvantage to it And
1: though. let's not forget it yeah. is the generation of the the i generation the iphone generation <laughs> it's, it's i i i i yeah, I want really to be the star. Too. why do I have to share the spotlight with mm. another person? yes, mm. you don't at another Jackson five. While where the other brothers were the ones killing themselves, and it was the little kid that everybody was that became a star. So, I want to be the star, I don't, I don't want to share the spotlight with anybody.
2: There's also a disadvantage to it, though. The disadvantage is that a lot of people tend to chase the, the platform or the path of a pop star when being a niche star that made, that makes good music could actually be their path in the long term. Yeah, but, for example, a lot of Nigerian artists never see that path. A, a, an SDC, for example. Imagine SDC being an individual artist. they might be, they, they might have been able to make a lot of things, but SDC shows that being sub mainstream can have advantages in this country. Yeah, a lot of people never think about things from the sub mainstream perspective, where you could make music that could be good for touring,
0: or, or in particular, like you mentioned at first, finding that finding your better half. Yes. Find your better half. May we all have our better halves with us. Amen. Um, let's end this episode with love for we'll the There you have you guys hope you enjoyed it don't forget to subscribe to a music in time podcast on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify or wherever you get your podcast rate and review it as well don't forget to share with friends and subscribe to our newsletter you could find all the good links in the description below and of course follow us on all social media
3: platforms thank you and catch you guys on the next episode